Welcome to the Milk and Honey with Lemon podcast. I'm your host, Lemon Price, creator of the Holy Girl Habits, wife and mama, and certified life and leadership coach who turned away from corporate life to embrace kingdom leadership. This podcast is for Christian women feeling the weight of their divine callings, grappling with doubts of their leadership abilities, and searching tirelessly for biblically grounded guidance who want to step confidently into their roles as radiant kingdom leaders. Inside, we're going to traverse from those feelings of uncertainty and overwhelming searches, moving toward firm biblical leadership, empowering you to steward your gifts and showing you that you indeed have what it takes. So sister, grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea and let's dive in together. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Milk and Honey Podcast with Lemon. I am so excited to bring you my friend Brooke today. I feel like we should have recorded this together since we live 15 minutes away from each other. We should have been in the same vicinity, but that's okay. I, Y'all are going to love Brooke. We completely changed what we were going to talk about today because that's the way God works. And so now I'm going to have to bring Brooke on again. And so I wanted to share a little bit about her First of all, Brooke is a wife. She's a mom. She's a doggy mom. And she just has this in, these multiple like incredible businesses. I don't, and she homeschools. I don't know how she functions doing all of the things that she does. And Brooke really believes that true authenticity paired with proven strategy can yield massive results and great fulfillment. She's a master at helping business owners create the most effective systems with strategy. And so, Brooke navigates all of these pieces and gives you a concise direction on the easiest and most lasting way to build the business of your dreams, which is why I'm really excited about this topic because that's, I feel like it's a good segue. So welcome to my fiesta, Brooke. I'm so excited to have you here. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here too. This is fun. I am so excited. Y'all, we were going to talk about like social media because Brooke is a master at all things social media. She has this incredible software that I've talked about before. If y'all have listened, I've talked about social tenacity and I'm obsessed with it because it's the only way that I show up consistently on social media and Brooke designed it. She's very fancy. And that was our plan. And then we got on and just started talking about surrendering your will to the Lord. And so, Brooke, can you talk a little bit about that and like how this even came up? Yeah. So I think like really it all started with starting my business. Like I knew deep down that was something that I needed to do and I was really scared. And that's usually what happens. It's out of our comfort zone. We get really scared and we're like, Lord, is this really what you want me to do? Okay. You have to provide me with ways to be able to do this. So at the time, my husband was doing a car dealership and it was not great. We ran it for 18 months and one month we made $800. All the rest of the months we lost money, thousands and thousands of dollars. And so we were, I had this idea for six months to start social tenacity And I just, I got stuck in the, I was like playing making business. So I designed websites. So I'd redesigned my website like four times because I was like, it could be this, it could be that. And I got stuck in doing the things that don't actually move the needle. And then my husband came to me and said, we're going to have to file bankruptcy because there's no way that we're going to be able to get out of all this debt from the car dealership. And so I was praying that night to just send me what it is that we need to do. And the next day I saw an ad for this coach and I watched his webinar, signed up for a sales call and ended up joining his $10,000 program. Now I could not tell my husband I was going $10,000 more into debt. So I got a credit card in my own name, didn't tell him, 
sign up for the program. And that was the push that I needed to start my business. And luckily I made the money back in my first 30 days. So it was great. And like business just grew from there. But it's when I'm, when you think about what is it that God wants you to do, there are so many things that we are good at. And God has given us so many gifts to be able to bless other people. And we are the ones that are standing in our way from being able to bless others and to really fulfill the reason that we are here on this earth. And so getting out of our own way and following the will of the Lord, it takes, it sounds in theory, very easy. Oh, I'll just do what God wants me to do. But sometimes he asks you scary things. Like we were talking, like he asked us to sell all of our stuff and go and live on a boat and cross the ocean. And it's, yeah, that in theory, it sounded okay, but it is terrifying. Yeah, no, it's definitely super scary. It's how I ended up in Georgia is I was like in New Jersey. It was fast Sunday. I was with my neighbor and she was like, what's your next move? And I was like, I'm going to move to Georgia. And she was like, do you know anybody? I said, no. She's like, why? I'm like, I don't know. I feel like that's just where the Lord's telling me to go. And so I just packed up all of my stuff and moved two weeks later to a city where I didn't know a single soul. And then I ended up meeting my husband and all these things, right? It was a scary thing though. And I quit my nine to five and I was like, great, I'm going to work for myself for the first time solely and rely on myself. And God has shown up consistently for the last five years. But I get, it's scary to make these, I feel like God, when he's like about to do something really big, right? Like he's asking you to make a big sacrifice. Yes. And you moving was a big sacrifice. Yes. And you always hear after the sacrifice comes the blessings. But I think sometimes when it's a really it's a really big mission that you're fulfilling, it may take a little while to see the blessings. And the blessings come in ways that you don't expect. Like we were like, okay, we're going to sell our house. And it was 2020, 2021, where the housing market was crazy. And it took us a year to sell our house. Every other house around us sold except for ours. And we're like, what? Like, we know this is what we're supposed to do, but it wasn't happening. We kept having all of this resistance come around. Then it finally sold. We found our boat. It was in South Africa. And we're like, why South Africa? But we're like, okay, this is where we knew that's where we were supposed to be. We go to South Africa and it was horrible experience. <laughs> like Y'all, we got, our experience was bad. Like it was bad. We got interrogated. We got like people telling us that our boat was really a drug boat and that like it was being tracked by the government. All these lies. Like we had a captain that stole from us that was just like not it, the whole situation was not great. And then while we were crossing the ocean, my 11-year-old daughter got super sick and was in the hospital and ended up having two rare like blood infections that we had to figure out. And she was in the hospital for two weeks. So we had to fly from the middle of the ocean (laughs) to get home to her. So I'm like, we've had this resistance over and over. And that's the reason why we're in Georgia now is because that's where she was. She didn't cross the ocean with us. She was staying with my sister who lives here and she had medical issues and medical things that we needed to do. So we ended up staying here. We are going back to the boat, which again, that's another hard thing because the Lord was telling us go back to the boat. And I'm like, I don't want to. (laughs) It was a horrible experience, but 
I know that I feel so much peace about it now. And I know that's where we're supposed to be. But in all of these things, I'm like, where's the blessings? During this time, I had a huge client who was going to be pushing our software out to her entire list. We were expecting like three to 400 people to sign up for our software. So we had been building up for months to this. And a week before she was supposed to promote, which also was a week before we were crossing the ocean, she decided to pull the whole thing. And so I was seeing all of these things and I'm like, Lord, we're doing what you want. Where are the blessings? Because I just wasn't seeing them. And it got down to a point where like I had to let go of most of my team because I couldn't afford to pay them anymore. And I'm like, all these things we've been doing what the Lord wants, but why are we not being blessed? And I realized that the blessings that I was looking for were like what I said were blessings. They were like the monetary things. They were like feeling like we were being taken care of. Like all the things were what I wanted and what I expected. And that's not what I was really getting. The blessings that I got were a way better relationship with my husband, a way better relationship and appreciation for my kids. When you are halfway across the world and you find out one of your children are in the hospital and they don't know what's wrong and they aren't able to walk and they have all of these crazy things happening. Like it puts things into perspective and I can hear the Lord so much clearer and the relationship with my like extended family is so much better. So the things that are actually important family, relationships, all of that got exponentially better, but all the worldly things didn't. Mm, I like that. I like that so much. And I like that you talked about this opposition that you felt and experienced during this time. I'd love for you to talk about like how you knew that you were doing the right thing, even though you faced a ton of opposition. With building a business, I've been in business for a really long time, like 15 years now. And I know that every time that you up level in, it doesn't matter if you're up leveling spiritually or if like just in business at all, if you're up leveling, you're going to have the same amount of opposition and resistance that come against you. So if you are really growing spiritually, you are going to be attacked. Like it's just how it happens. And it's because there has to be the same and equal amount of opposition, right? So if there's so much good in the world, there's got to be so much bad in the world too. It has to be equal. And so knowing that and going through this, that's why like having a good relationship with the Lord is so crucial. Because as we were going through, especially like when we were trying to sell our house and everyone else was selling their houses that we weren't. And we'd have friends and especially family who did not want us to go and sail across the world. They were like, maybe this is meaning that you're supposed to stay here. And they were taking all of this opposition as we are going down the wrong road. And sometimes when you're faced opposition, it means that. But most of the time when you're facing all this opposition, it's because What's on the other side of that, the blessings that are going to come on the other side of that, the lessons that you're going to learn, it's really preparing you to be able to carry the things that you're going to have to carry when you are fulfilling that mission. If you were going to go and pick up something super heavy, you wouldn't just go and pick up a hundred pound weight. 
Like you would start with smaller weights and start exercising those muscles until you'd be able to carry that load. And when you have a big mission, that's what happens. You go through these like little trials, these little cycles, because it's really preparing you to be able to handle the big thing that you're going to come across. Because when you have a huge mission and you're really trying to bless other people's lives and you want to make a huge impact in the world, there's going to be a huge opposition against you to do that. Mm, I love that. I feel like I see that on a regular basis from women. They're like, my relationship with the Lord is growing so much. And yeah, all these very terrible things are happening around me, right? My children are being attacked or we're dealing with all these things. And I feel like I see a lot of women give up at that point or they they stall their growth because it's too much to deal with. And I think part of getting through the difficult times is knowing with an assurance that you're on the right path and that exactly what you're doing is from the Lord. And so can you talk about that? Like, how is it that you know what you're doing is what the Lord wants you to do? Like, how do you have that confidence? So it's really, it's building that relationship with the Lord and being able to hear him. And there's a couple of things that I do that have helped strengthen that muscle. So one of my favorite things to do is to write a letter to God. So I'll, I have a whole journal and I will write, it's like writing your prayer. So you write it down and then I change my color of pen and then I just listen. And any thoughts that come to me, I just write it down. And sometimes it's just a couple sentences. Sometimes I've written pages of just stuff that is coming to me. And that is what God is then saying back to me. So he's like answering my letter that I sent to him. And that has really helped because there's been times where, especially when I'm like, I don't know if I'm on the right road. And I'll go back and I'll read those things because a lot of the times we'll get insights, we'll get thoughts that come to us and we'll act upon them, but we forget that. So when you write it down, it makes us, you can go back and you can read and I can look and see all the promises that I've been given. All of the times where I've been doubting and God has been saying, no, you're on the right road. This is what you're supposed to be doing. And I think about the thing that gets me through all of this. One of my favorite scriptures is Romans 8, 28, where it says that God works all things for their good that love him. And so I know that everything is going to work out. And so knowing that and being able to, I've been studying like how to find rest in God. So how do we find rest? And it's not that I used to think finding rest meant everything around you is just great. <laughs> Things are working out. You're getting blessed. And that's not what it is. It's a month ago, thinking about going back to the boat terrified me. And I th- kept thinking of all the things that were going to go wrong and how I didn't feel good enough. Like it hits your self-worth and all these things. And then when I prayed and I was like, is this really what you want me to do, Lord? Because I'm like, I don't want to do this. And he said to me, Christ didn't want to suffer in Gethsemane either, but he said, thy will be done. And I was like, okay, thy will be done. I will do this. And as soon as I made that switch, everything that I've thought about, it still is there, but it's turned from, it's not fear. It's I've got God with me. So it's going to be okay. 
And that's really what finding rest in the Lord is going through this. And you see these things, the obstacles that come up and you're like, okay, I know this isn't going to be great, but I have God with me. So why there's no reason to fear. I love that. Romans 8.28 is one of my faves. And I love what you said. I trust the promises. Literally, just this weekend, somebody mailed me Luke one forty five, And so it's sitting on my desk now. And it says, blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. Mm, I love that. And so I love that you said that. You're like, I just have to trust that the Lord is going to fulfill the promises made to me. And trust that everything. And my husband like makes fun of me a little bit because he's here so optimistic all the time. He's even when things are very bad, you are very optimistic. I'm like, I don't know. I just trust God's going to work it out and it's all going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And if it, I was like, if it's not fine, then he's not done with whatever the thing is. Right. And I think it irritates him a little bit how like positive I am about it. He's you're just so sure that it's all going to work out. I'm like, I don't know. God's never let me down yet in my mm-hmm. like 32 years of life. He's always shown up. Even when I wasn't a believer, he still showed up and worked things out. And so I love this assurance. And I really like this idea of I write letters to God. I'm going to start doing that in one of my 900 journals around my house that I keep because I can never keep track of them. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> and ever, never, never. I have one next to my bed. I should just use that one. Just use that one, make it my thing. But I love this like assurance, even when it's really difficult and just knowing it's all going to work out in the mindset shift mm-hmm. too. Because I feel like even a month ago when you were talking about the boat versus watching you talk about it now, it's a very different posture. Yeah. You have a confidence in what it is that you're saying. Can you talk about like how you feel making this big mindset shift? Like when you know that you're on the right path? You know, when you're on the right path, when it's trying to think how to explain it. It really is just like, you can just feel it in your soul. And when you take one, really, I look at it as you just take one little step. And if that step feels right, then you take another step. And that's really, this whole journey has been like that. Like when we decided we were going to go to move to a boat for the first time, we're like, that sounds super big and really overwhelming. So we're like, we just need to get passports. That's it. So it was like, okay, we just got passports. And then the next thing was like something little and we just did that. And then all of a sudden we were like listing our house for sale, but it's okay. Cause we don't have to worry about a boat yet. We're just listing our house for sale. So it's focusing on the little things in the moment and just having it, it just looking at that next thing. Because if you look at the big picture, it can get super overwhelming. Like in even going back to the boat right now, I'm like, we just need to get our house packed up. That's it. That's all we need to do. Then we need to get down to Jacksonville so we can fly down there. And then once we get there, it's just one little thing. I'm not looking at, oh, we're going to have a four or five day sail to go from one island to the next. And what is that going to look like? And what storms are going to be there? And like all the things that can start getting you to freak out a little bit (laughs) in any situation. It's just looking at what's the next step and I can do that next step. That's all I have to focus on. And I know that God's going to be there to support me and do it. But when it's not a right thing, because I've also experienced when it's not the right thing, like we, before we were going to do the boat, we were thinking about homesteading and we were going to go and and buy land and everything. And we were going to move to Star Valley, Wyoming. And because it is a beautiful place. It just sounded magical. So we went there and just tried it out. We stayed in an Airbnb for a few days and stuff. And we got there and it was like, it felt good, 
but it was like a not right now thing. And as soon as we got back, that desire had was just gone. And then that was hard because I'm like, we had been working and thinking about this and my Pinterest board was crazy on <laughs> homesteading and all this stuff. Always the Pinterest board, right? <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, now what do we do? And it was about four months later that then we had this idea to then move to a boat. And even once we got back here to Georgia, I was like, I am done with the boat. We are not doing that thing again. We're selling that. We are like done. So I'm like, we're going to homestead. So we've been praying about like where it is that we're going to go. And we have, I really have a map of the United States and we have dots on where all the places where we could go. And we've been praying about what areas that we should live in. And we've gotten nothing. Don't have a feeling about anything, no answers to anything, like nothing. And then the idea of we should go back to the boat. And then the snowball effect of this would be a great thing and look how good this would be. And then I started having all the resistance against it. And I'm like, okay, so now I know that this is the right path. And I found that when you're looking at, is this the right path or not? If it's not, you really have nothing that's going on. You have no resistance. You have no, you may have a little bit of passion, but there's not like this deep down desire. Yes, this is what I need to do. Mm, I love that so much. I know I've been trying to convince Brooke to stay here and homestead here with me. I'm like you should, I'm like, here's all the good areas for you to homestead. <laughs> and who here. knows, we're bringing the boat back to Savannah. So maybe after that, it'll be like, yep. Okay. Now we're done with that boat journey. <laughs> We're done with the boat. My gosh, this boat. I cannot. I love this. I love this whole boat story. <laughs> I feel like it's been like such a major part of your life since you bought the boat. Mm -hmm. like, it has had so much impact on you guys yeah, um, as a whole. And I feel like there's been like very big decisions made around this boat. And so cl clearly God likes boats, right? Yeah. We like God likes boats. We'll see what he continues to do through what it is that you're doing. I love that you said like when it's not right, there's not like a ton of resistance or the passion's not there either. Mm -hmm. I just, I love this whole conversation. I feel like I could talk about this for hours with you. <laughs> and so if you're going to leave somebody with a final piece of advice for leaning in when there's spiritual warfare, what would you say? It first starts because I thought, how did I get to this place where when I start feeling that, my initial reaction now, my body leans in. I have now conditioned myself. That's the only way I know how to do. So I've been thinking, like, how did I get there? Because I was not that way. Like, I did not take risk, super introverted, very scared. I wouldn't even pick up the phone to order pizza because I'd have to talk to someone I didn't know. That was the old me. So I'm like, how did I go from that to this? And a lot of it was taking one little step every day of something that scared me. And first was talking to people. Like that was really scary. And so I started just complimenting people everywhere I went. You go to the grocery store, you go wherever you go. Like I would find one person to compliment. And that helped start building that muscle, building up the confidence that I had to do something scary. And then the other thing that helped me is I learned that excitement and fear actually run on the same neural pathway in your brain. And That's so fascinating. it is fascinating. So you actually get to choose to be excited or to be scared. You, it's a choice. And mm -hmm. so one thing that I did is I anchored the feeling of excitement. 
So what I did is I thought, what is the most exciting place that I felt like the most excitement? And for me, it's standing in line at Tower of Terror. Just saying that, like my whole body like fills with excitement. You guys should see her. She looks very excited. (laughs) I love that ride so much. And so I think about standing in line and the anticipation and I get so excited and I just build that feeling of excitement in my body. Like I'm starting to get chills just thinking about it. And then what I do is I squeeze my fists and I anchor that feeling. So for me, squeezing my fist is what I've anchored excitement. So then whenever I'm in a situation where I'm feeling scared, I can squeeze my fist And I actually, my brain now is trained to think excited instead of thinking about fear. Oh my gosh. I love that. I feel like I also need to tell Ben to take you down to Disney this weekend (laughs) or something. (laughs) When you go to Jacksonville, make a quick stop in Orlando first so you can go get that Tower of Terror experience. (laughs) (laughs) I think you need it right now. Have you even been since you moved here? Not since we moved here. No. Okay. So yeah, I'm going to tell Ben. (laughs) you need to take her she needs to go and get that in i love that i love that advice and i didn't know that excitement and fear were on the same like that Mm -hmm. mind blown yeah it's crazy so what to anchor it in i just did like a couple times a day i would think about that and then i would squeeze my fist and anchor it and once you do that for about a week like that feeling is anchored So anytime you're going to do something that's scary, like speaking on stage or anything that's scary, you can choose to be excited. And my favorite story about that is Olivia, when she was five years old, she's nine now. When she was five, we went to Disneyland and there's the Cars Radiator Springs ride where like the cars go fast and she was really scared to go. And we finally talked her into coming because we knew that she was going to have fun. And she was standing like right up at the edge and she's holding onto the gate and the car comes up and she's about to get in. And I'm like, Olivia, are you excited? She goes, I'm really scared, but I choose to be excited instead. (laughs) And I'm like, I love that. (laughs) I love that. So I'm going to use that on my kids. I love that so much. Like some, I'm I'm scared, but I'm going to choose to be excited. Yeah. Yeah. And it really, everything in life, is just a choice. Mm. So we can choose to follow God's will. We can choose to do the things that he wants. We can choose to triumph over the adversary. Like it's all a choice. Wow. I love this so much. We're going to have to bring you back so we can actually talk about like businessy things. Right. This was so good. And I just love and appreciate you for being here. Yeah, thank you. This has been so good. This is the first time I've really talked about this. So thanks. It was fun. Uh, I love it. Y'all, I will link to all of Brooke's social in the show notes so you can go connect with her. And do go connect with her because she's fabulous and I love her. And she drops the incredible truth bombs all the time, like about being excited and fear being on the same neural pathway. So go hang out with her. She's fabulous. And I will see you guys next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Milk and Honey with Lemon podcast. I am so grateful you were here. I hope this episode has helped you move from feelings of doubt and uncertainty towards stepping confidently into your God-given leadership role, fully equipped with biblical wisdom. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to rate and review. Each review helps us to reach and inspire more Christian women leaders just like you. Don't forget to share your takeaways, post it on Instagram, tag me anywhere you're on social media, and I'll see you next week.